Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. It's Thursday, August 29th, 2019. It is the last, oh, the last week of preseason games. Oh boy. Tonight are the last grouping of preseason so games. So what happens after the preseason? One week from tonight, the Packers and the freaking Bears play football, like real-life football, like fantasy football implications football. Woo! What it do, baby? What it, what, <laughs> what it do, baby? My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me. What's up? Today, we are going to give you... You're probably drafting this weekend. You're probably entering this weekend. And if you haven't drafted already, you're probably like, oh, wow, I'm drafting this weekend. Yep. And it's you're getting real. sweaty. It's real. And it's real. And you're, 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 you're about to dominate your money league or your family league or your friends league or whatever league you're in, your NFL.com league against computers. Whatever league you're doing, you're going to dominate it. Mm. We're going to give you our final mock draft. To help guide you through what to do. Yes. Before we move into a quick question to start the show, check out our website at thefantasychampions.com. Articles, content, rankings, material throughout, yeah, the check in- it out. throughout the season, constantly updated. Check it out. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the, tw- at the FF Champs on Twitter, at the Fantasy Champions on Instagram. Follow, uh, like us on Facebook. At facebook.com forward slash the fantasy champions. Subscribe wherever you listen Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube. Click the bell on YouTube for notifications. Leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. Please leave a review. I've been thinking. That'd be awesome if you could do that, actually. Should we give away a signed jersey of some sort? What you thinking, boss? I don't know. Maybe, maybe a Christian McCaffrey. Oh! Signed jersey. I don't think I could give that away. I'm gonna be really. I don't really think I could give it. that away. I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll do a giveaway. Leave a review. Yeah, maybe. Maybe you'll find out. It's a good idea. Uh, share this podcast with your friends. Let's start off with a quick question. What player you love? You you're obsessed with. You've been thinking about all off season. You've been wanting to draft, but uh, you don't own in any leagues because uh, you just never had an opportunity to draft. Okay. Well, I mean, I have a. Few, uh, Christian McCaffrey does guys. not count. So I was going to say. Patrick Mahomes does not count. This is the obvious <laughs> ones, right? Like McCaffrey, like, duh. He's my he's my man's lover. Obviously, Barkley won me. I, I, I took him when nobody believed him in the first round. Got me a championship. Patrick Mahomes, you know. You know Patrick Mahomes. I don't have to say anything about that. There's guys wicked far down that I wanted to draft that I didn't get. Corey Davis on your team. He's... Always been my guy. Sorry. James Washington, I really loved. Another guy on your team that I wanted, Darwin Thompson, believe it or not. I was Darwin Thompson, eyeballing. There was, there, was a, there was a lot of guys. I think in the middle rounds, though, probably mm-hmm. the more, more like realistic one, that I was hoping would fall to my spot, another guy on your team, Leonard Fournette. I'm high on Leonard Fournette, and a lot Fournette. of people aren't. I've seen like rankings where he's like in the 40s like overall. Among players, yeah. Like, legit stuff. Don't listen to those like people. Like, fourth round, fifth round picks. I think he's, like, where he's going right now. He went, actually, like, because you took him early third round. In a lot of drafts that I've done, like, just, like, random mock drafts, he's going early fourth round, late third. 
and to me that's fantastic value for a guy i think mm-hmm. can probably finish in the top 10 that's not a bad one i have i have two i can't really decide gonna but i'm gonna take i'm gonna take my mans the guy i've been talking about for months okay even before the draft yeah i predicted his team i predicted he would be the number one running back and get the workload i predicted a lot you did. i love monty Oh, there he is. I'm in five leagues. Not a shocker. And I have another draft this weekend. How do you not have him on your team? And I don't have David Montgomery. It's because he's picking. He's getting picked. He's, get, he's starting to fly in between. You're not the only one. Two different him. rounds. Oh, that too. In like, like, like third or fourth round, and he's never on the board where I am. I'm like, it's either it's either I pass on Leonard Fournette and carry on Johnson to get David Montgomery, or. I take those two guys and hope he falls to me, but he never falls to me. <laughs> yep. Him and Juju. Juju I never get. I don't get it. Only mocks I get Juju. That's a weird that is weird. I actually thought you were gonna get him. I didn't think anyone would take him in our league, but Yeah, I, I absolutely love David Montgomery. I'm I'm obsessed with yep. David Montgomery. Everybody knows. Should I should I be as obsessed with David Montgomery as I am? <laughs> actually, yes. Okay. <laughs> I need just Because he's a rookie. People might be sleeping on him. And he's your guy. He's my guy. Everybody roasted me when I said that about Barkley and McCaffrey last year, and you know, look at you now. Look, look at me now. now. Let's I'll move into. What'd you say? <laughs> I'll bring up my fingers. Is that what you say? Yeah. He's a freaking loser. Uh, <laughs> let's move into our final mock draft of the year. Mm-hmm. Slide right into it. Let's get started. We're gonna do twelve team. Yep. Happy PR as normal, um, but I'm going to be picking with pick. 10 and you're going to be picking with pick three so we're flipping each other's spots yes i only wanted pick three just because i've and every draft not just mock drafts what have we done leagues that i've done i've always been in the bottom half of the drafts oh yeah i don't think i've picked in the top half i'm like by (laughs) myself so um yeah if you are watching on youtube you can see our screen right in front of your pretty little eyes wow that was creepy (laughs) It's like three people just clicked out of this and was like, what? Uh, yeah, let's start the draft. Oh, <gasps> wow. Okay. So, so Camara went one. This actually Mc- isn't. McCaffrey went two. Insanely surprising. No. Because a lot of people are high on Kamara and then number one. Why? why huh? <laughs> you end up with McCaffrey. I mean, uh, Barkley. I think I'll go Zeke. <laughs> Did you say you think you're going to go with Zeke? I'm kidding. I, Barkley's a choice there. I mean, yep. yeah, if no, McCaffrey no. and Kamara go one and two, you're obviously perfect with Barkley there. I'm, yeah. I'd be fine with any one of those three guys, honestly. Right. In the top uh, in the top three, even the top five, I would be afraid. <laughs> I would be afraid to draft anything other than a running back. Really? Yeah. Like, if you start drafting wide receivers, I mean, that early. But after Zeke, is it Hopkins or David Johnson for you? Or Devontae Adams? Like, 106, you like 106 to 110. Uh, so that's the thing, though. Yeah, I would probably take I would probably take a, a wide receiver at any point there. But I, I just think the only reason why I would justify taking a wide receiver at 106 to 111 or 112 is because you can probably come around in the next round and still get yourself like an RB1. Like for me, I got four picks in between 110 and 203, right? Yeah. So here I'd probably go 
Julio, right? Okay. Snag Julio. Nick Chubb comes off the board, and you got Thomas, Juju, Juju again, Odell. Bro. And then I'm sitting there with the mans that yep. is on my draft board. Uh, I think it's number six or seven right now, and that's Gurley. Oh. So, and you could also flip that around and take, you know, you probably could have taken Nick Chubb in that spot. That probably would have been justifiable. Yep. Um, but you would have probably flipped around and ended up with Odell, which is not a, a bad setup. So either way kind of works, but... Yeah, you can be flexible at that spot. For me, I feel like Julio has a higher upside uh, at his position. Plus, the last time Julio Jones had a 10-plus catch touchdown touchdown catch or 10... What are you trying to say here, I don't know. I have no (laughs) idea. A 10-receiving touchdown season. The last time he had 10-plus touchdowns in a season was with Dirk Cutter was the offensive coordinator. Guess who the offensive coordinator is this year? Just going to take a wild guess here and say Dirk Cutter. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so uh, maybe Julio Jones. He The one thing that – so guys like Adams and Hopkins and, you know, Odell and in past years Antonio Brown, the, what those guys have been able to do at the highest level has been receive touchdowns. Like they've been so – like yeah. get so many receiving touchdowns. Which shows how good Julio really has been right. the last few years. And like what you always – as a Julio Jones drafter, what you're always waiting for is freaking Julio to start catching touchdowns. Like that is that is like – If that happens, watch out. Right. And <laughs> if he gets – if he gets – if he get, he always is like one, two, or three in receiving yards and one, two, and three in receptions. Right. And one – usually number one in targets. So – if Julio does get a lot more receiving touchdowns in the red zone, now I could see a world. Calvin Ridley was a monster he in was. the red zone last year. And I could see a world where he gets the red zone receptions and the touchdowns, and Julio Jones just doesn't see that in Dirk Cutter's offense. I think that could be a reality. Right. I mean, last year he hit, he made three freaking wide receivers, guys that people wanted on their team, Adam Humphreys, Chris Godwin, and Mike Evans. So... I'm thinking, you know, you're going to see Calvin Ridley come into that position, but there is a reality that Julio Jones could be a guy who gets back into that 10. He's only done it once in his career. He always gets like seven or eight touchdowns. And I I would like, as as a owner of Julio Jones, I'd like to see him ascend into that. Um, the guy I'm going to take here, Todd Gurley, TG13. He loves some girls. Um, I'm Like I said, I've consistently talked about this. As camp has gone along mm-hmm. and as preseason has gone along people have i'm surprised i thought todd Gurley was going to end up a late second early third round pick because he didn't play in the preseason it would make people nervous but people have stuck here and he's getting drafted usually around 10 or 11 of running backs right which um, i'm surprised that that stayed there but Gurley is so talented and so efficient that even if he loses 25% of his carries, he still ends up in the top five. Yeah. Like, and I don't know why people find it so hard to see that. Like, Daryl Henderson, they're reporting that Daryl Henderson could be the third or fourth running back on the roster behind John Kelly and Malcolm Brown. If that doesn't tell you about how they feel about freaking Daryl Henderson right now, like, people are still recommending you draft Daryl Henderson. I'm saying don't do it. Like, stay away. Like, that's such a waste of a draft pick. I don't know. But Todd Gurley is going to be the one. I think there is a reasonable situation where the backup running back, the number two guy, whoever it may be, whether it's Malcolm Brown, Daryl Henderson, or John Kelly, like I think there's a real reality that they could probably get seven to ten touches in the game, Like, which is not something that you would have yeah. said last year. It was usually like two or three to backups. And so I think you, you might see that shift away from Gurley, but will he be the number one running back 
in fantasy football? No. But what does Todd Gurley do in the red zone? That is, it just Touch makes chance. him monstrous. Now, here's what I will say: he had, with Gurley, he had 21, though. I think, in in 13, 14. I mean, in 14 oh yeah, no, it's ridiculous. Year, it's ridiculous. So for me, who are they going to go to in the red zone? Todd Gurley. Like if if they don't if they take snaps away from him in the middle of the field, whatever. A guy who scores twenty one touchdowns, I'm okay with having that. Like even if he gets eighteen this year and only ends up he with probably 16, won't get twenty one again. So he's That's, not going to get twenty one. But if he gets like seventeen or eighteen touchdowns this year in seventeen eighteen hundred yards, see, I don't know because games played. Say it again. Games played. I think is a key stat. I don't. Oh yeah, I think that that is a reasonable concern. That was that's my biggest concern with Tiger, and that's why I didn't draft him. But the other thing, the, the other thing pick, that I've not to go on a tangent about Todd Gurley, but the other thing that I've also mentioned to you too in the conversations about Todd Gurley is that over the course of the last three years, Todd Gurley has missed three total games. Two of them have been because the Rams benched him because they wanted to rest him for the playoffs. One was because he had problems with his knee that happened last year. So people who think that he's going to just suddenly miss yeah. four to five games this year is it, a little bit it's 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 a little bit much like he had the ACL injury in college so if he hasn't been affected by the ACL injury from college yet what makes people believe yes he has arthritis in his knee and yes they're going to take it a little bit easier on him but what makes you think that Todd Gurley is just going to have to miss a bunch of games because of he's had the arthritis in his knee for the last yeah like I, I just don't that you gotta it's connect not like something that's just randomly connect, yeah. right right you yeah. gotta connect the dots on Todd Gurley and for me I think he's an investment and even if you only have him for 14 games right yeah he's still a guy guess, that can yeah. average 18 points a game so now that you're done with your Todd Gurley yeah. rant yeah please draft Todd Gurley to the recommendation <laughs> of the century if he flops you're screwed <laughs> Now back to the draft. Where who, I have, who went after? Because we didn't even mention it. It was Odell. Oh, after you picked Gurley. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, Joe yeah. Mixon, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, who's flying up boards, Dalvin Cook, Patrick Mahomes, and Mike Evans. I was kind of hoping Dalvin Cook would follow me here. So I have Damian Williams, Antonio Brown, Adam yeah. Thaleen, uh, Leonard Fournette, on Johnson, Keenan Allen on the board. This is kind of tough. This is where the three spot in a 12 team league gets tough because to me, I'm very tempted. This is this is the problem that I was having to go Leonard Fournette in the here early part of the draft. It is tempting to go Leonard Fournette, but there was also Antonio Brown. That, 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 that's what I was going to say is that where's how much is the separation between Keenan Allen and Adam Thaleen and Antonio Brown? Because right. I look at the top. What is it? Seven, eight wide receivers. You have Hopkins, Adams, Julio Jones, Michael Thomas, Juju, Odell, Tyreek Hill, Mike Evans. Those are like the clear eight wide receivers. Who goes after that? Like, is Antonio Brown in that conversation with Mike Evans, Tyreek Hill, and Odell Beckham? Or does he fall into that conversation of Adam Thaling and Keenan Allen? And if so, do you want to draft Keenan Allen and Adam Thaling over Antonio Brown at that point? Mm. So here's now another very interesting spot. I could go Keenan Allen here. Yeah. Who I think is probably the best. I'm very high on Keenan Allen for this season, especially with Melvin Gordon out for a period of time. So I think Keenan Allen is the best player available. However, I would miss a huge run on running backs. And in a 12-team league, I wouldn't pick again until yeah, like 4-10. So that's what, 46th overall, something like that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's late. And there's a no. And if you look down to where... That range is 46. Yep. Not really other than Marlon Mack, I think, actually wouldn't be a bad pick. 
Other than that, though, I don't see any RB2s potentially at all. However, I could see a potential WR2, right? Wide receiver 2. Yeah, no, I just I just counted the amount of picks that it would take for me to get Monty. Continue. <laughs> and I got frustrated. However, to mock draft, I'm going to take a risk and say Marlon Mack will be there when I'm on the board again. Yep. So, I'm going to take Keenan Allen. That's a big risk. It is, because look have- at all these running backs going. And there goes Montgomery once again. You no longer have David Montgomery. Anymore. <sighs> You're killing me, sleeper. You're killing me. That was my target. Players. He literally, he literally went like four picks later. Yeah. How much does that destroy? Like that destroys whoever has one twelve. I think <laughs> he's, like, he's, he's like, oh, maybe I'll get a, maybe I'll get no, no, not today. You're not going to get a running back today. Um, Chris Carson, Devonta Freeman, Aaron Jones, my man's David Montgomery, Josh Jacobs, Cor- George Kittle, all came off the board. Let me ask you a question: Should David Montgomery be like drafted before Jason? Josh Jacobs? Josh Jacobs is what I meant to say. Yeah. I was going to say Jace Jacobs. This is actually a hot topic. I would say... I'd actually say yes. Dave Montgomery should be drafted over Josh Jacobs? Very close, though. I think they're back-to-back. I think David Montgomery has gotten a lot of hype because there is so much like... There's hype within the team. There's hype within the team. They really like him. Mm-hmm. There's the Mike Davis truthers it's also a who run think first that David Montgomery is going to blow. They think that David Montgomery. There, there are people like me who think David Montgomery is going to be really good. So there's a hot debate around it. Josh Jacobs has gotten no, like absolutely he nothing. Hasn't. Like the, but, the the Raiders aren't talking about him. But what did we see? Just this past week, Doug Martin got cut. They brought him in to replace mm. the guy that they brought into. So that is back a good up. point. Josh Jacobs is the clear, clear cut. Like, David Montgomery, you could make an argument, isn't in there for three downs. He he might be a one to two down guy with Mike Davis coming in on third as a change of pace guy and right. also Tariq Cohen coming in to play, you know, a split set, right? So David Montgomery could lose opportunities. Like, I still think he's going to touch the ball 250 to 270 times, but there is a world where Josh Jacobs could touch the ball 275 to 300 times this year. It is possible. I don't know if the Raiders' offense is going to be like, efficient enough to do something I think, like that. I think but. he's just going to slide into the Marshawn Lynch role, mm. which was 275. That's intriguing. It's something to keep an eye on. And he's also... the. I think there is a concern, too, with the fact that he's never been... A workhorse? He's ne- Yeah, he's never been a workhorse. He hasn't gotten yeah. that low. Not that he can't that do it. That was actually a concern. That was a concern for me. That and the, I don't know how much the Raiders are actually going to run the ball this year. I think they're going to be playing from behind a lot. Yeah. And John Gruden likes to do some interesting things on offense. So uh, that's that was my reasons of not yeah. going with Josh Jacobs. But what you said is absolutely right. And the Doug, Doug Martin get getting cut was a good point as well. See, to me, as much as I love David Montgomery, I think Josh Jacobs should be taken first. Okay. Like, if Josh Jacobs and David Montgomery were on the board for me, I would have had to bite the bullet and take Josh Jacobs because I think that he is – going to be, this year at least, a better running back than David Montgomery. Okay. And I could be wrong about that, and I'm taking that take on the stance that I really like David Montgomery, so I'm trying to temper my excitement, but i got to pick a guy. So. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> so I have, I'm going to assume that the two teams next to me, I have uh, 111, who drafted Nick Chubb and Odell. So I'm, I'm going to say that there's a good chance that they take like a Derrick Henry or Melvin Gordon if they're left on the board. And I think that the team after that definitely goes running back. I'm thinking they're going to go running back twice. Okay. So for me, 
I want to stay at this point. You kind of want to stay with the run a little bit, take the running back away from the guys that are coming up next. So they're going to be like, Oh, I need a running back. I need a running back. Right. I see what you're saying. So that they're going to reach for a guy. Yeah. Because, because the next pick, my next projected pick one round later at four Oh three is supposed to be Julian Edelman, Brandon cooks, Robert Woods, Chris Godwin, those guys. So I would, and Stefan Diggs and Amari Cooper also may be on the board at that pick. So I'm willing to take the risk on that because I think Stefan Diggs, Julian Edelman, Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, and, and those guys are in that same category and take the running back that I want here. Okay. The question is, which running back do I want? Do I want to take the risk on Melvin Gordon? I'm not going to ever draft Derrick Henry because that will go against my <laughs> every vein in my body. Um, do I want to go with Melvin Gordon and take the risk at 37 and hold him for six weeks hoping that you know, either he signs or comes back, um, or do I take Mark Ingram, who's less of a risk, but could also be a valuable asset later in the season? It's your pick, bud. This is tough. <laughs> I'm going to take Melvin just for kicks. Okay. No, no, no stake in the game. You have a total, total risk team. Oh, boo. Oh, look at that. There we go. Your risk paid off. Yeah, I'm going to end up with Diggs. So I just want to say something about Melvin first. Oh, gosh. All right, go ahead. I've already talked about Melvin a bunch, but <laughs> now I kind of I'm in a position where I kind of have to draft in the fifth round a running back. Yeah, because or I could even look at my next projected pick and say like AJ Green or Calvin Ridley or somebody like that, but it would be a, a less eh. deep pick. Yeah, I'm gonna take Diggs. You probably, I mean, you probably could have gone running back there, but I think. You can't pass up on Diggs in that spot. So just so everyone listening on the podcast knows, after 310 when I took Melvin, 311 was Zach Gertz, Amari Cooper, Mark Ingram, and then Chris Godwin. Then I took Stefan Diggs. Then after that was Brandon Cook, Sony Michelle, Derek Henry, Kenny Galladay, Tyler Lockett, and then Julian Edelman. And my risk paid off as well. I was kind of looking at this point in the draft, seeing if there would be any running backs I wanted. Mm-hmm. Marlon Mack was the only guy that I think I could legitimately take. And even with Andrew Luck retiring, I still am comfortable with Marlon Mack as an RB2. In the fourth round, too. Or in 12-team league. It's, in yeah. a 12-team end of the fourth round. So yeah. fifth round in a 10-team. Ten ten yeah. So I'm confident with that. So I'll go Marlon Mack here. And now to me, I feel like I have a pretty solid core. Mm. I'm so glad that Deshaun Watson went at 412 so you didn't get to take him 5-3. I wasn't going to take him. Don't worry. Oh, right. I was like, every single draft he does, he drafts Deshaun Watson in like the fifth round. Um, Robert Woods came off the board next. Deshaun Watson, Philip Lindsay, and then Calvin Ridley. And now at this point, I kind of just want to go best player available, even though I would like a running back in my flex. Yep. The two guys I'm looking at here are probably Cooper Cup and Tyler Boyd. Um, I'm going to go Cooper Cup, though. I love Cooper Cup especially in PPR situations and half PPR. Mm -hmm. I think he's going to get a lot of receptions this year. Yeah. And I'm very comfortable with him being my third receiver. Cooper Cup is a freaking machine. I love Cooper Cup. Um, After him, it was T.Y. Hilton, Tyler Boyd, Austin Eckler, A.J. Green, Evan Ingram, and then Mike Tula-Williams. And now I'm here at 5'10". Tough spot. So I got rookie running back Miles Sanders. And you still have uh, Team 12 over here just loves wide receivers for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) He's drafted three. This guy, uh, I'm going to say that 
111 probably needs a running back as well. So, Looks like it. So they're going to take running backs. And if I want to take another wide receiver at my next pick, then I'll probably have to take a running back here. The question is, which one do I want? I'm totally going to take Lamar Miller. <laughs> I think that's the go. Right there, so Lamar Miller. the options are Miles Sanders or Tevin Coleman. Now, Tevin Coleman has a solidified role. Yep. In San Francisco as the number one running back. Miles Sanders does not have a solidified role as a number one running back in Philly. Miles Sanders reminds me of like a guy who, like Nick Chubb last year, who will play the first six weeks, seven weeks of the season as the second guy, and then burst on the he'll scene. do something to burst onto the scene and take the job from, uh, from Jordan Howard and be the number one running back for the Philadelphia Eagles the rest of the season. So my big thing is, I kind of need at this point a running back that's going to get me steady fantasy points on a week to week basis because I have Melvin freaking Gordon as my starting right as my starting number two running back for six weeks. So See. if I take the risk on Miles Sanders, I'm gonna be much weaker at running back than I would normally. So I'm gonna take Tevin Coleman here. Um right. I think I don't think Tevin Coleman is a bad option at running back. Um see the run on running backs, I yep. told you. Salute. Um I, this Sometimes the API, 111, took Aaron Rodgers instead of a running back. <laughs> <laughs> Rodgers, James White, Miles Sanders, Lamar Miller came off the board. So for me, I'm going to have to take – I think I'm going to take DJ Moore here. Why did Lamar Miller get I, – I don't. It's because it's of the ADP in the system. <laughs> uh, do you want to change the pick to something else? No, that's fine. All I'll right. just keep it going. Um, so I'm going uh, to take DJ Moore here. Good I think it's a, it's a good, solid wide receiver. Um, somebody that can be, like I said, the middle rounds are extremely important in getting guys that not are not necessarily your sleepers, but have breakout potential in the middle rounds can really affect your team. Cause you, you're probably going to strike out on almost everyone in the middle rounds, but if you can hit on one guy, it gives you a little bit of advantage going into the season. So, mm-hmm. and I think, I think it does help me out in the long run because it looks like at this point, my, my wide receiver core looks pretty strong. My running backs look relatively weak until Melvin gets back. So right. my guess is that I can use some of these guys to try to trade for somebody uh, in the future. So I'm sitting here. Um, I At this point, I'm kind of just going best player available. I'm filling out my, the sure. rest of my roster. Um, if I look at, <laughs> look at the guy who had the first overall pick, he took four running backs. He has Kamara, Leonard Fournette, Carrion Johnson, and Philip Lindsay all on his team. He does not have a single wide receiver. On his roster. GG. So I'm going to assume he's going to pick a wide receiver next. And the guy right behind me uh, could go either way. He has three receivers, two running backs. So I'm actually... I think it's between Darius Geis and Robbie Anderson for me at the spot. Yeah, um, Darius Dar- Geis is a really good pick here. Darius Geis is, and he's climbing up boards as well. I think he has potential to be an RB1 in a system that runs the ball a lot in Washington. They'll be losing a lot, though, so we'll see how long that lasts. In games, they'll probably have to be thrown because they'll be behind. But his upside is pretty high, especially if Adrian Peterson eventually gets hurt. Then there's Robbie Anderson, who I think is a quality receiver another year under Sam Darnold. Right. He could be the number one option. He kind of is the number one option on that team in the receiving game other than Le'Veon Bell. So I think he could be a nice bench spot. And my line of thinking is here, if I go Robbie Anderson and I scroll down a little bit, I know Kenyon Drake will be on the board because of ADP. Mm -hmm. So I could do that. 
and fill out the rest of my roster. But I think I might just go best player. I think I'm going to go Darius Geis here. Interesting. Uh, we had O.J. Howard, Latavius Murray, Robbie Anderson, and then Carson Wentz come off the board. So Robbie Anderson got picked, which is fine. Cause Flip. Like, I go a little bit off the board here, a few picks. Like, I think six or seven. But I go Kenyon Drake here. So now my bench. Same exact pick I took him at, you roast bag. Yeah, it's true. And I roasted you. Yep. But I think my bench is pretty solidified at this point. Look at the run on qu- on quarterbacks, though. Holy cow. Yeah, I know. Uh, K- after Kenyon Drake, Tariq Cohen, Christian Kirk, Allen Robinson, Drew Brees, Andrew Luck, and Jared Goff all came off the board. Someone's hoping for luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> another one we had two straight rounds now Lamar Miller and Andrew Luck um so now I got Will Fuller on the board he's uh I don't know do you think he is his value improved at all with the Lamar Miller injury? I don't think it changed much but I still like him so yeah if that makes sense um I like Will Mo- uh Will Muller <laughs> <laughs> I like Will Fuller um this might be a spot where I would think about taking uh Vance Dance Okay. Uh, but I'm not really sure that I want to take a tight end that early, um, especially when Vance McDonald is pretty much equivalent to whatever I'm going to get in the 15th round anyway. Right. Um, I'm going to take Will Fuller here. I think Will Fuller is <laughs> every time, every freaking time. I wanted D.D. Westbrook at 8.03, and I thought he might fall <laughs> to me, but he didn't, and I didn't take him there. Dude. Anyway, Will Fuller is... Like, the perfect wide receiver, too. Like, he always puts up wide receiver, two numbers. When he's on the field, he is a high-end wide receiver, too. The question is, can he stay on the field for the full season? Um, And so I add more depth at my wide receiver position. I'm thinking I need running backs, but I can't leave Curtis Samuel on the board. I just can't do it. Passed on Duke Johnson, I did pass on Duke Johnson. I can't. Somebody else can have him. (laughs) Wow. Um, I'll take Curtis Samuel. I've talked about him before. I like his upside. His route running is absolutely impeccable, and he's had a lot of camp hype. So um, keep an eye on Curtis Samuel this year. Some people are even saying that he is the new breakout guy over DJ Moore. But I have both. So whatever happens, happens, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so now I'm sitting here. I don't like many of my options, to be honest, according to the ADP. Yeah. I'm probably going to go Royce Freeman, though. Rolls Royce. And here's why. I, like I keep going running backs. I do, but I think Phillip, I'm going wide receivers. You're going running backs. I think Philip Lindsay this year yeah. will probably get hurt at some point in the year. That is a sad estimation. It, it's a, it is, but just like I don't think a guy that size can. Or a sad prediction, I should say. It is. It, it is. I'm not sure a size a guy that size can hold up for a whole season being a. No, probably person. not. I would say no. Um, and even if he does play the whole season, I think there's a. a a chance it's getting slim, yeah. but a chance that Royce Freeman overtakes Philip Lindsay as a certain spot. So it's a risk I'm willing to take there in the end of the eighth round. And then here in the ninth round, I'm going to go Dante Pettis. Yep. I think he has good upside again, which is kind of what I'm looking for at this point as a, uh, he has very solid upside as a receiver because he can probably be the number one on this team yep. with San Francisco, with Jimmy Garoppolo. And if you believe in Jimmy G, then I think that's a solid pick. And look Jimmy at who G-M-D-T. fell into your lap. Who I almost picked at my spot. Oh, Darwin. Darwin Thompson. Darwin Thompson. So we have Cam Newton, Sammy Watkins, Geronimo Allison, David Njoku, Marvin Jones, and then LeSean McCoy come off the board. Uh, I I love... 
<laughs> gonna draft Darwin Thompson. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's my man. Still, not much to be said. I can't not draft Darwin Thompson. Uh, I'm gonna take Darwin Thompson. Need that running back depth uh, because I haven't drafted a running back. You have another good options here. Yeah, I do have some good options. Um, James Washington and Corey Davis are good wide receiver options. James Washington has had an absolutely freaking insane preseason. Um, I don't know if it's enough to jump Dante Moncrief at this point. The Steelers really like him, but. They run a lot of three wide receiver sets, so I yeah. don't really think that's going to have much of an effect. Whether he's two or three, I don't think it's going to have much of an effect on, you know, what happens with him. Mm-hmm. But he has the he has the upside to be really good. Um, for me, I have a secret love affair with Kyler Murray. Ooh, is that where you going? I love Kyler Murray. I don't know yet. I'm not sure. <laughs> You know I'm gonna take him. I'll, I'll take Kyler Murray. Why not? Oh, I'll there take it my is. quarterback over Corey Davis, bro, and James Washington. Yeah, dude, don't like Corey Davis as much as you do. I do like Corey Davis though. Mm. Well, now it's my pick, <laughs> and the guy I just roasted you for not taking Adrian Peterson, before. Corey Davis, James Winston, Philip Rivers, Deshaun Jackson, Jalen Samuels. For the people who aren't watching, yes, I'm going to take James Washington here. The man my I didn't bench take. is looking pretty solid. I think the core of my team and the guy I wanted Lamar Jackson. Off the board like that. He's out. Now, we're in round 11. Mm-hmm. I don't have a tight end. I don't have a quarterback. And I'm okay with that. I'm going to keep it going. I'm going to go with Devin Singletary here. I think to fill out my bench spots, mm-hmm. again, 11th round, I'm looking for value. Devin Singletary has so much value and so much potential. Yeah. Because if LaShawn McCoy gets hurt, which I think is a – I, again, I hate to say this, but... There's a rookie designation next to Baltimore Ravens defense. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> case sleeper. But I think McCoy will probably get hurt, just showing history. Yeah. In that point, Devin Singletary becomes the lead back with Buffalo. And I think that they run the ball a decent amount of times, yep. or enough to justify taking Devin Singletary. Yeah. And for him to have that kind of upside that you want. Right. He could honestly be an RB2 this year if something like that were to happen. Yeah, I think the the concern for me is that what the reports have been out of Buffalo, unfortunately, is, McCoy, right? is that it's going to be McCoy and then it's going to be Frank Gore and they're going to have a timeshare. <sighs> Frank Gore, dude, every, I know. every place He's, he goes. He kills, he, kills, he kills rookie talent. Um, and Devin Singletary is probably going to be the three. So unless they cut or trade... LaShawn McCoy. I think that's still a very... It's a very real possibility, yeah. but at this point, um, if it doesn't happen before Saturday, it's not happening. Okay. And if that's the case... Wow, if that's the case, scared yeah, me. Holy cow. Every time. If that's the case and he is still on the team, then I think Devin Singletary becomes less valuable, at least for this season. I think he's somebody that you might have to drop and, and not hold on to. Um, because he's not, he's barely, he, he'll, he'll barely touch the field. Yeah. And in fantasy football, bench spots are valuable. You know, situations are valuable. And I, I was high on Devin Singletary a couple weeks ago. Right. And now as we approach the regular season and we get closer and stuff that I've been hearing from Buffalo is that they're, they're sticking with, with Frank Gore and LaShawn McCoy. And so if that's the case, unless somebody gets hurt, Devin Singletary is a, is a far reach. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I still like the value. And I do at like the, the value. at the end of do, at the I end of the like draft the for me. Um. So Quite I've been talking about this another guy that that I've kind of twisted on late in drafts. Uh, Rojo Ronald Jones the second. Um. I he's on my 
he's on the board at my pick, but <laughs> I was kind of hoping for Pollard or Madison. Devin Singles, I mean, uh, Peyton Barber, Tony Pollard, Delaney Walker, Dante Moncrief, Tom Brady, and then Alexander Madison all came off the board. So I'm left with Rojo, uh, Justice Hill, Damian Harris, uh, Deion Lewis, Carlos Hyde, garbage, all garbage, except for uh, Cap, Justice bro. Hill. I'm, I'm looking for running backs because I need depth at running back oh. at this point. I'm kind of stuck. Take the L then. So I could probably just go Rojo and take the best player available, um, but I, he's a guy that I'll probably just end up cutting anyway. I don't – I mean, I, yeah, I guess I'll take him. I'll I think the value, the though, for the upside for him at that point yeah. is worth it. It's worth it. Um, and then we had DK Metcalf, Ben Roethlisberger, Tyrell Williams, and Jamison Crowder. I like J- Jamison Crowder a lot. Um, I'm going to take my guy, Austin Hoop. There it oh. is. I'm going to snag Hooper. I'll steal him right out of your pocket. Yeah, that's the guy I wanted, bro. Uh, Golden Tate, Minnesota Vikings D, Baltimore Ravens D, Anthony Miller, Dak Prescott, and Cleveland Browns D all come off the board All these next. defenses, bro. I think I filled out all my roster spots. So here in a 12-team league, it's funny. Let's go. To be in the 12th All round. about filling out the roster spots. I was actually going to take Justice Hill, by the way. <laughs> How were you? Yeah. So it's funny, though, here in the 12th round that I don't the best usually in like 10 teams yeah you'll sit in the 12th round and the best quarterback available will be like like roethlisberger will be there sometimes kyler murray will be here lamar jackson's yeah. always there right none of those guys are there right now it's Kirk cousins as the best quarterback available right now. <laughs> so you know what Kirk cousins you know, josh allen's probably still in there i'm gonna just keep building the team because Justice at this Hill. point yeah. there's a guy that i want which is what you said josh mm-hmm. allen who I think that could be off the board a little bit, but I'm not yep. picking again for a while. And I don't know at the rate the quarterbacks are going if he's going to be there again. Yep. So I'm taking Josh Allen, a flyer at quarterback, but I think he's a guy that yeah. has so much upside this year. I mean, we saw what he did in the last few games this season mm-hmm. last year. So, again, 13th round at this point, just taking a flyer. But – because I took a flyer at my starting quarterback, I might take another quarterback on my next pick. And I can just go into the season with no defense or kicker. See, I'm a little bit different on that. Okay. Only because I'm not about taking two quarterbacks to waste my roster spots. What if your starter is Josh Allen, though? That's fine. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm going to take Edo Smith. Would you rather fill out your roster spot with a kicker? So that's the thing. Let's say. Well, no, no, I'm not going to take a kicker or a defense. Okay. Yeah, I, I, you know me. <laughs> I don't do that. Um, after Josh Allen was Nikhil Harry, Los Angeles Chargers D, Kiki Kuti, Mel, uh, Mecole Hardman, Trey Burton, Kirk Cousins, and then I took Ito Smith, and then Justin Tucker, Damian Harris, Houston Texans D, and then Mark Andrews. So for me, like I said, I'm not going to take a quarterback only because – I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's worth owning two, at least at this point. And like we we talked about on our last post, podcast, how generally speaking, there's going to be a a top quarterback on your waiver wire, you know, and you can probably effectively stream your quarterbacks, uh, and and build your team that way. So I, I don't. I don't necessarily think it's necessary to draft two quarterbacks. I know it worked for you last year, but it doesn't necessarily have to have to flow that way. Um, for me, I, I don't know. There's no, there's really no one left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a scary abyss of nothing. Um, I hate Ty Montgomery, Carlos Hyde's nothing. Uh, 
Naheem Hines is That's the thing with now. 12 teams, bro. Once you get into these rounds, it's... Dude, do you want Grandel Cobb? I mean, I, I maybe I'll take Funchess. I don't know. He's an indie. It's not even worth it. <laughs> All right, here. Don't have a tight end yet either. <laughs> but you know who I like? Who? I mean, as much as you can like somebody in the 13th or 14th round now in, in yeah, a 12-team league. Kyle Rudolph, guy who's That's been a, good a pick, top yeah. top ten tight end past few seasons. Last mm-hmm. year struggled. The whole offense was kind of weird. Other than Diggs and Dalene, they kind of struggled as a whole. Yep. I think they have huge bounce back potential, mm-hmm. like overall as a team. Right. And I think Rudolph is leader in that category. Yep. Now, final pick. I have all my starters filled out. I have. All of my benches filled out. I do not have a kicker at defense. There is nobody here with upside. So you know what I'm going to do? Taking my favorite player. Oh, stop. Literally right after that, the guy I was targeting went off. Deion Lewis? Yeah, I was going to try to take Deion. I thought that was like a good value. I don't know. Uh, Deion came off. Uh, Defonte Parker, Ty Montgomery, Malcolm Brown, Ronald I mean Ronald Jones. I almost took a Randall Jordan Cobb, Reed. Mike Jordan Reed. Yeah. I literally don't know who to take with my last pick. I'm gonna go deep down this board and say Rykel Armstead. Yeah, that's right. I took Rykel Armstead in a mock draft, bro. I took Rykel Armstead in the mock draft. <laughs> wow. Do you know who that is? Does anyone know who that is? I don't. He's the number two wide receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Why is his his position running back? (laughs) Did I say wide receiver? (laughs) You did. Flipping, eh? I meant running back. Running back for the Jacks. It's number two running back. He's a backup running back. Uh, I scouted him early in in the draft, and I thought he was – he was supposed to be like a fifth or sixth round guy, which is the, exactly where he got taken, but he had like a really good combine. He like ran like a 4 4 40 or something like that and bench pressed like 32 times. So, he looked that's usually two metrics for running backs that are kind of really good. But uh there's literally nothing there. Yeah, so I mean at I'm that point you're just taking it. flyers. <laughs> yeah, it's not even a flyer. Like if Leonard Fournette gets hurt, right call Armstead people, go after him. <laughs> Um, so I have Julio Jones, Todd Gurley, Melvin Gordon, uh, Stephen Diggs, Tevin Coleman, DJ Morwell, Fuller, Curtis Samuel, Darwin Thompson, Kyler Murray, Ronald Jones, the second, Austin Hooper, Ido Smith, Devin Funches, and Reichwell Armstead. I got Josh Allen, Shake and Bake Barkley, Marlon Mack, Antonio Brown, Keenan Allen, Kyle Rudolph, Cooper Cup, Darius Guys, Kenyon Drake, Royce Freeman, Dante Pettis, James Washington, Devin Singletary, Justice Hill, and Jimmy G. Jimmy G MVP. It's not bad. Not bad. I mostly just picked value. Yeah, dude. Because at this point, I'd probably use my bench assets. Twelve team leagues become so difficult. They do, especially at the end. Especially the late rounds. If, the, you, if you're in a league that knows what they're doing too, because there's yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That, well, like just yeah, definitely. Around, but um, I think I don't know. I'm a little weak at running back here. You are too, though. <sighs> Yeah, a little bit. You love those wide receivers early. I do. I, it was. I think it was just mostly the cards I was given, though. Yeah, I think uh, my running back core could be 
pretty deadly if Melvin comes back, though. Yeah. If, oh, yeah. If Melvin and Gurley, and then uh, and then if Darwin Thompson, Ronald Jones, Ito Smith, one of those guys do something relatively decent in the regular season, overtake Tevin freaking Coleman. <laughs> He's such a gross pick. Like there are just some picks that you sit there and you're like, this. It's just that was nasty. that was the safe pick at the time. Yeah, safe pick. It's such a gross pick. But uh, that does it for our mock draft episode, our final mock draft of 2019. Wow. It feels so good. Next week, we will discuss strength of schedule and breakout players. Yep. And then? Important episode for NFL you season. for you to listen to. And then, and then our Thursday episode NFL that season. week is the NFL season. Woo! Our first episode during the season. What it do, baby? What <laughs> Every time you say that, I can't. I can't. Uh, don't forget to check out our website. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. See you on Tuesday. Fantasy Champs. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs. <laughs>